I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Field is ready. They're racing in the Oaks. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Punt. We are the podcast that decodes the sport of horse racing one topic at a time. My name is Fiona Blair and here with me as always is Grace Ramage. Hi Grace. Hello Fee and hello to all of our listeners once again. Another episode on Ladies Who Punt and this week Fee we are going to be doing a form preview focusing on what is going to be a great day's racing. We've got stakes racing all throughout the program at Flemington. It is Maccabi Diva Stakes Day which is the feature race the Maccabi Diva Stakes at 1600 metres. It's a group one contest so it's certainly worth us really diving deep into the world of form for a couple of the races because it looks fascinating. As you said it's such a great race card and last week we did a first four in the Chautauqua Stakes and we got really great feedback from you our listeners as to using a first four and and giving an example for you all to follow. So this week we've decided to do a multi-bet and we will be doing them for race five, seven, and eight. Yeah, they're the races that we'll be focusing on and picking the selections to make our multi-bets. We're going to do one each. I must say, though, Fee, we did have good feedback on applying a first four last week. Not so much the fact that we actually didn't nail the first four. No, we didn't. Asa ruined that for us. We actually missed the winner, (laughs) who's just chilling in a paddock um, here in Euroa. So that's unfortunate for us, Asa. But you know what? We did have people post on our social club, on Facebook uh, that they were winning left, right and centre. So I'm glad that other people were succeeding with their bets. Yeah, and we also had a great thread going of people sharing what Mm -hmm. their quality picks were, which I just thought was fantastic. There's so much going on over there. We might do a post this week to see um, if people are going to have a multi-bet in the same races as us and see what their picks are and see how we all go. That might be fun to watch. So before we go to the actual races and make our selections, Grace, can you just explain to us what a multi-bet is? So a multi-bet allows you to have lots of different selections across as many races as you'd like, either to win with a horse or to place with a horse. And what it does is that it multiplies all of the prices of the selections together. So if you were to have, let's say, three horses in three different races and they were all to win and they all won, then instead of just having the win price for one horse in one race, you actually will have them all three multiplied together to get one big dividend. So it's obviously a lot more difficult than just picking one horse in one race to win or to place. But if you can land a multi-bet with a couple of different horses in different races, um, then generally the, the payouts can be huge. So that's the goal this weekend. So what you've just described, Grace, to me is that if we have a race card that has a lot of short price favourites on the day, that would be a great way to sort of boost our odds and make the most of those horses that are paying so short, you're fairly certain they're going to win, but to maximise the value. 
That's exactly it. So yeah, you might have a couple of different short price favorites on the program. Let's say one is a $2 favorite and another one is a $1.80 favorite. Instead of um, just taking that price and backing each horse on their own, you can put them together in a multi-bet and your dividend will be obviously a lot more than just taking those horses um, one out in each of those races. So it can definitely be a good tactic for short price favorites across the card, but it's also just a lot of fun in big races to do a place multi-bet, for example. So um, you might pick quite a few horses that across the day you think can run top three. If you put them all in a a multi uh, to place, that can be a lot of fun tracking that as well. Well, let's give it a go and get stuck into our first race. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So we're going to start with a feature race, race race number five. It's the Group 1 Maccabi Diva Stakes, 1,600 metres. We're at Flemington, which is looking like it's going to be a soft five on Saturday. Is that right, Grace? There is some rain forecast, I think just some showers throughout the day at Flemington. But the thing about Flemington is that it is a fantastic draining track. So I think there was one day, Melbourne Cup Day, a couple of years ago, where I think something like 20 mils fell in the space of half an hour. Like it was crazy everywhere around the track, like where all the participants and and the race goers were, was flooded. And yet the track was, you know, a soft seven. And then by the end of the day was already up to a good four it drains really fast the water just seeps through it so even if there is some rain at Flemington I think that we'll definitely be on a soft five good four track another small field like the Fian Stakes last weekend we've only got eight starting in this group one as we record the favorite is I'm Thunderstruck second in line of betting is Alligator Blood and equal third in line are Cascadian and Western Empire, all horses that came out of the Memsey Stakes two weeks ago. So Grace, why don't you start? Who is going in your multi for race five? Okay, so small field, uh, very tactical race again, like we saw the leader of the Memsey Stakes, that, that lead up race to this win last time. I just don't think there's that much speed in this again. I'm Thunderstruck was the eye catcher in the Memsey Stakes. Like his run was huge, as was Cascadians. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't really expecting I'm Thunderstruck to run that well. Like he he exceeded my expectations, and I think a lot of other people as well. So he is definitely a great winning chance here. He'll love Flemington. He will love 1600 meters. What he won't love is Barrier One. Like it's not a good barrier for I'm Thunderstruck, who much earlier on in our podcast was our example for a backmarker. 
it is just a small field, but he can still be pocketed away back on the fence, which means that he's going to need some luck. And if the gaps don't come at the right time, you know, there might be others here that have got that clear galloping room when they need it. And um, as a result, can actually beat on Thunderstruck here. I think he's still the horse to beat. For that reason, the horse that's going in my multi is actually my second pick in this race. And I'm having Moanga to place. Now, the reason that I like Moanga here is that I just think he's really over the odds. First up, he resumed in the Wink Stakes, which was up in Sydney at Randwick over 1,400 metres. He started a $5 second favourite there, and it was a really slowly run race. Like, they crawled in that race. He was out the back, and he's just sort of given no opportunity to um, make any impact in the race at all when you consider they all just sprinted together. If you go back and have a look, Animo was the winner. He was clearly the best horse and the best run of that race. Mwanga on face value, disappointing, but I'm forgiving that because of the fact he was out the back in a slowly run race. The race shape was totally against him. So now we have him in a Maccabi Diva Stakes where he ran a narrow second last year in this exact race to incentivize. And he's $10. Mm. So to me, he's just really over the odds. People are reading too much into that first up disappointing run, but I'm suggesting it's a forgive and forget run. And that's why at $2.35, I think Moanga can definitely bounce back and he can finish top three here. And he's going in my multi as the first leg of my multi bet to place Moanga. I'm not with I'm Thunderstruck either, Grace. Barrier One has definitely put me off. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, him and Cascadian are really sort of swapping places in this run compared to the Memsey where in the Memsey, Cascadian was stuck on the fence and once he finally got out, I think he actually would have had I'm Thunderstruck if he had had the same run. So true. So I think Cascadian's got a lot better chance this time being in been in barrier seven I also thought alligator blood was very unlucky in the Memsey stakes he just got no chance he was held up he didn't get really any clear galloping room in that last 200 meters and when he did finally get out he was sort of making good ground but it was just too late Mm -hmm. I think from barrier two he's obviously going to be going forward with from the gay waterhouse and Adrian Bott stable that's their tactics and I think he's going to be able to set the pace and he's going to get clear room to show us his great turn of foot at the end of the run. I'm going to go for alligator blood number four to win in race five in my first leg. So if that doesn't get up, I'm done for the day. Yes, (laughs) exactly, Fee. But I mean, alligator blood is the second favorite here at $5. And the couple of things that I think are in alligator alligator blood's favor here fee and i was actually with him in the memsey stakes last start i was quite surprised with the fact that he wasn't more forward in the run i was surprised that he settled midfield on that occasion but then putting my detective cap on and you know doing form and trying to work out winners of races is all about understanding the logic in certain decisions The way that I read that play from a stable, as you've already mentioned, that is generally extremely positive with their tactics, is that he was actually quite underdone. He really will take great benefit out of that run. They didn't want to bang him on speed um, because they didn't think he was fit enough. So now second up with that run under his belt, I think they definitely go more forward. And also Tim Clark, who is a Sydney-based jockey and his regular rider of last preparation is coming down to partner him here again. And he knows the horse inside out. So there is a bit to like about alligator blood here. My only question mark would be 1,600 metres. We haven't seen him at that distance in a little while. 
but he did run a narrow second in a Caulfield Guineas going back a few years. So he, I can totally understand where you're coming from when you're talking about Alligator Blood being the winner of this race. Any other thoughts on this race, Grace? Cascadian can definitely run well. Obviously, he was great last start, a little bit unlucky, but I actually expected him to be right in the finish last start. He generally runs great fresh. He can still run well here, but I think that there are others that might improve more than him. For example, I'm Thunderstruck now second up. Some interesting ones for me, Fee, Regal Power and Western Empire, both in those cerise colours with the white cross um, owned by Bob Peters over in Perth. Both of these horses um, are second up and I'm really interested to see what they do here because I think if they run well, it's sort of flagging that they're in for a great remainder of the spring racing carnival. Western Empire would need to bounce back on what was a pretty lacklustre performance in the Memsey Stakes last start, but he can do that because he's got ability. So certainly watch out for number seven, Western Empire. And the other one to mention, Nonconformist. He's our example of a horse that's taken a wait for age path into the Caulfield Cup. The reason that he's taking that path is that he doesn't want to win a race that might give him a weight penalty when it comes to one of our feature group one handicap races being the Caulfield Cup. So he's just biding his time in really strong races, getting fit, ready for that target race. So watch him flashing home, but I just don't think he's a winning chance here. So the next race we are looking at is race seven. It is the Let's Elope Stakes, a group two over 1,400 metres for the mares, four-year-old and up. So at the moment, it is $4 the field, and the field is packed with some really nice horses, some really classy horses, but also a lot of up-and-comers. So a really interesting race to dissect. Grace, where are you going to start with this race? So Kiss on All Four Cheeks is our $4 favourite at the moment and Flying Mascot is not too far behind at $4.80. Both of these horses are sort of the been there, done that. Like they have, they're stakes winners. They've both raced at this grade consistently and successfully in the past. So I can certainly understand why uh, they're considered to be leading chances when it comes to the market. But then there are a few others here, Fee, that are definitely very progressive. And when I say progressive, I mean they might not have been to this level yet but they're showing enough ability in lesser class to suggest that this next step up in grade isn't going to be too much for them the one that fits that bill and that interests me in what is a really tricky race to work out is number 14 i am bene so this horse is six dollars in the market i think that's probably short enough i don't think that i want to be piling in necessarily at the six dollars at that price given that she actually hasn't really done it yet. But she has won a couple of starts in her short career so far. She's had the five starts for three wins and one second. And the bulk of that racing has been this preparation. So she comes into this race with a really good base of fitness on her. She's fifth up now. So while some of the other classier mares are resuming or are only second up, she's hard fit, I am Bene. And last start, she actually beat another horse in this race called Lady of Honor. Lady of Honor was first up on that occasion. I am Bene was $4.20, uh, second favorite that day. And I was really impressed by this win. She sat last in the run off what was a fast tempo um, and really motored all the way to and through the line, which is important because this is the first time she's stepping out past 1,200 metres. We're now seeing her at the seven furlongs, 1,400 metres. And the strength of that win last start tells me that she's going to measure up in this grade and against this opposition at this distance. So 
For me, I am Bene is a really good place chance in this race. Barrier four, she should just get that really soft run in behind the speed or midfield. Um, she'll relax and hopefully get into a good rhythm to be finishing off very strongly. She can win, place second or third, and I'm winning because she's in my place multi at $2.35 to place. A really good selection there, Grace. I was also looking at I am Bene. I was weighing up between two horses in this race. Number 14, I am Bene, and number 12, Fortunate Kiss. And I have decided to go for a place bet on Fortunate Kiss. Mm. I thought she had a flashing light run in the Heath two weeks ago, although she finished eighth. She was really flying home at the end. Really interesting with this horse, though. She's gone from racing in the Heath on the 27th to having an 800-meter jump out on Monday on the 5th of September. Mm -hmm. Really interesting training tactics here. What I'm thinking is because she's taking such a step in distance, I'm assuming they just wanted to give her a nice strong hit out just to get her fitness right on point. Um, It's not a training tactic I'm familiar with, so I'm interested to see how it works out for Fortunate Kiss. I really like the barrier. I think she definitely warranted stepping up in distance from Mm -hmm. her last run. And I think last time she just got too far back and couldn't make up the distance. Her sectionals were really good. She was just too far back. So hopefully the race shape suits her grace. What, What is the race shape looking like? Well, there's quite a few horses that can sit on speed. I don't think they're going to go at a fast tempo necessarily. Like there's no sort of tear away leaders that's going to inject lots of pressure in the race. But I think they'll just go along at a nice sort of even rolling tempo, which will sort of allow every horse its opportunity. Fortunate Kiss from Barrier 7 should be able to find a spot somewhere midfield, um, potentially off the fence, just in a good rhythm. And that'll give her every chance. Harry Coffey knows the horse really well with 55 kilos. I definitely think that she is one that can run really well here. Yeah, I think she's got a good chance at running a place, which is why I've put her in. And she's pay, she's got a bit of value about her as well. So if this lands, it's going to be yes. really good. So she's $6.50 the place. So you've got a $5 win leg and then you've got a $6.50 place leg. And they're both like you're talking a lot of sense. So this is <laughs> this is exciting. I'm more excited about your multi bet than mine at the moment. I mean, mine's like a bit daring, which is I don't know if it's the right thing after our last few attempts at bets at race day we haven't been going very well I probably (laughs) should have gone for something more conservative but you know what these are just the horses I liked exactly so fingers crossed we can see I am Bene and Fortunate Kiss both either win or play so that we're both cheering and excited after this race race seven on Saturday just a couple of other ones to take note of in this race fee is number one yearning and also glint of hope they are both Group one winners in three-rolled Phillies class. So that's why they're carrying the weight penalty, 59 kilos under the set weights and penalties conditions of this race. They're both first up. So we need to see how they've returned. I think they'll be better over further. But if they're running well here, definitely keep an eye on them for the rest of the spring carnival. And another one that I think can run really well here because she runs well fresh is Foxy Frieda. Damien Oliver is in the saddle. She is resuming, but as I said, she generally runs a bold race first up she just gets a a little bit far back in her races so she didn't make my my multi but I'm watching her because she could also be in for a good spring carnival and we also have to do a big shout out to Sam Freeman Matthews who is one of the ladies who punt avid listeners because she's got a runner in this race elusive express so fingers crossed Sam we can see a really good showing and we'll all be cheering her on for you 
So the last race we're going to be looking at for our multi, our third leg, is race eight, the Bobby Lewis quality over 1,200 metres. It's a group two. It's for four-year-olds and up, boys and girls. So this race will be down the famous Flemington Strait. And the favourite at the moment is $6, 12 swats that. On the second line of betting, we have number 13, shooting for gold, and number 17, Verona Scova, at $7.50. So pretty wide open market here, Grace. Swats that at $6. Tell me about this horse. This is such a tricky race. Like it is very similar in nature to the Chautauqua Stakes that we did as our main race last week um, because it's a handicap and it's a big field. This time it's down the Flemington Strait. So really anything can happen. Swats that is the favorite. She is having her first start for new trainers, Kiramar and David Eustace. She'd been trained up until this date by Leon and Troy Corstens. Of her 16 career starts, she spent more than half of that time at Group 1 Company and she has not been far off some of the best sprinters that we have. So she can definitely measure up in this race. Slight concern for Swats that for me, and I am probably going to be proven wrong, is 1,200 metres. I think she might be more of a 1,000 metre, 1,100 metre horse and that. At 1,200 metres, she may be slightly vulnerable, but she's definitely the one that's got the class edge. She's never won a Group 1, but she's been very competitive like against Nature Strip and some of those sort of horses. So I can understand why she's the $6 favourite, um, but that in itself suggests that this is a wide-open race when it's $6 the field. So a couple of weeks ago, Grace, you tipped us into shooting for gold. Yes, that are was you... a good time. <laughs> are you with him today? Oh, that's a really tricky question, Fee. I really like shooting for gold last start and I also really like him here as well however there's just this one little nagging thing with me and this horse is that two starts ago he ran down the Flemington Strait and he just didn't seem to love it Uh, he finished third that day was beaten by serious suspect so he can definitely improve because now he's had that experience of running down the straight which is you know pretty strange if you've never seen it before horses are running along and being like where's the bend what's happening I don't understand what I'm doing that straight track experience can be really important and he's got that now so I definitely think he's a key winning chance but he is not in my multi the one that I am a little bit flabbergasted as to why she's $21 is number four, Rockin' Horse. Rockin' Horse last autumn came over from New Zealand. Yeah, a farm I know well, Little yes, Avondale Stud. Little Avondale Stud. <laughs> she came on over here with really good sprint form from New Zealand, proper Group 1 form over there. And she won the Newmarket Handicap at Group 1 level and she carried 52.5 kilos there. So at the weights, she was right in that race and now she's got to carry five kilos more. But she's classy. She was first up last start behind Bella Nipotina in the Carline Stakes at 1,000 metres. And I thought there was plenty of merit to that run. So now she gets back to the scene of the crime, that Newmarket Handicap win. It's the track and trip. And I just think that the market's completely overlooked her on this occasion. Yes, it's a wide open field, but she is a Group 1 winner with Group 1 form prior to coming to Australia. So at $21, Rockin' Horse is the one that I'm most interested in. And at $5.50 the place, she will be my final leg of my three-leg place multi. Well, I'm glad you've gone with a Kiwi, Grace. Obviously. Especially uh, from a farm that I know very well. It's, it's nice to see. I, I mean, I'd be stoked if she, she won or, or she plays. So fingers crossed for you. 
I'm going to go with number eight stage man for a place bet. He's paying $3 to place at the moment, $9 to win. I really like his second up form and he's second up here. So from his second up form, he's at six goes, three wins, one second and two thirds. So his place record at second up is very good. I thought his run last start against Serious Suspect and shooting for gold was also in that race Mm -hmm. was really good. He sort of got a little bit back. Um, in terms of like a sprint race he was at the back of the field and he really flew home following serious suspects through the field and his sectionals were really strong since we've done our sectionals episode it's something that I pay a little more attention to now and he actually ran faster splits from the thousand than serious suspect at every mark which I thought was really telling and I think if he can just get a little bit further forward and be a little bit more positive, he's got a good chance of running a place. He's obviously got the straight experience as well, having had that run. Yeah, I just think he's got a good chance of, of being in the top three on Saturday. Also, Fee, blinkers go back on Damien Ooh, Oliver. interesting. Can, Missed that. Yeah, blinkers go back on. So obviously he ran well first up, but he can even potentially improve with the blinkers going back on. Uh, so I definitely can't talk you out of stage man the place. Yeah, after um, hearing the blinkers going back on, I remember watching the replays, replay and thinking this horse looks almost a bit green even. Yep. So that'll hopefully sharpen him up and get him running straight and and strong and yeah Damien Oliver are aboard as well that's a real big tick for me so yep for the third leg of my multi I'm going for stage man to place. Okay Fee I have crunched the numbers and for anybody playing at home it's very easy to crunch the numbers because the sports bet app will do it all for you so all you have to do is go into each race and find the horse that you like tap either the win or the place and it will go to your bet slip then you go to another race again find the horse win or place it will go to your bet slip do it as much as you want then click on the bet slip and if you scroll down you'll see the option to multi all of those bets up and that's when you can place a wager on that multi bet so it's all in the sports bet app and in the bet slip. I've crunched the numbers and my three leg multi bet, which is all horses to place, Mwanga to place race five, I am Bene to place race seven, and Rock and Horse to place race eight will pay $29.08 for $1. That's my dividend. Let's take a look at yours now, Fee. Alligator Blood to win race five, Fortunate Kiss race seven to place and Stage Man to place in race eight. Your three-leg multi, which includes one horse to win and two to place, will return $97.50 for $1. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It makes me feel like I've picked the wrong horses. No, not at all, because (laughs) what you've done is you've picked horses that are really big prices but probably shouldn't be in wide open races and you've got that big place dividend which really bolsters the value of a multi-bet so to be honest Fee I actually really like your multi-bet um, <laughs> well you probably, can do more than one multi <laughs> well I think I'm gonna have to to be honest uh, I especially what you said around fortunate kiss and stage man I think that you brought some really good points so fingers crossed um you know it is obviously it's hard to win these bets but as we said last week it is a lot of fun just to come up with your selections do your form and see how you go yep and what we'll do is we will put our selections up on the facebook social club on saturday morning and feel free to comment who your selections are if you're going to do a a three-leg multi like us in these races i'd be really interested to see who people are following 
Well, that's it for another episode, Grace. I'm really excited for Maccabi Diva Stakes Day, a group one, two group twos, and a heap of listed races as well. So it's the second group one race day of the Spring Carnival. And um, again, we're going to see lots of horses all through the day running and hopefully running well ahead of what can be target races within the coming weeks. But the Spring Carnival is basically here. You know, before we know it, it'll be uh, Caulfield Guineas Day, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup week like it's going to be huge the next couple of months and I cannot wait to see what unfolds I'm so excited for the spring carnival and if you want to join us for some spring carnival group one racing we are having our ladies who punt race day meetup on September the 23rd for Moya Stakes Night at Mooney Valley racing under lights the first of the Friday night lights meetings at Mooney Valley and Yeah, it's our second meetup, so really excited for this one. So that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be focusing on another Group 1 race meeting at Caulfield. It is Sir Rupert Clark Stakes Day, and it's a really interesting one because the Group 1 feature, the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes, and also a race called the Naturalism Stakes on the day, they're both handicap races. So again, we've got wide open fields where certain horses are advantaged or disadvantaged by the weights, and the Naturalism is a win and you're in the Caulfield. Field Cup. So it is a hotly contested race each and every year. So looking forward to getting stuck into our form preview for those two. Okay, everyone. Well, we'll catch you next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and good luck on Saturday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.